Mediocre Hobbies Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13, The Smoothest Voice in Warhammer. Follow us online. Andy is at youtube.com forward slash mediocre hobbies. Tom is at tomlandy.com. And of course Pete is at youtube.com forward slash Pete the Wargamer. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yep. Fantastic. How's Pete getting on with his audio? Oh, he'll he'll figure it out. You know what it's like when we talk to somebody else. Yes, apparently. Hello. There he is. The uh, Zoom was like asking me a dozen permissions to use microphones and cameras and everything. So it does that. It just yeah. trying to start with Peachy the other day. It was like 10 minutes of him trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, can we can we use your microphone? Do you want to use your computer audio? Do you want to dial in with a phone? It's like now computer audio. It's okay, well let's just give it ask for a, a billion permissions for everything. Yeah. Um but yeah. The, on the GDPR now we've got to be Everything's got to be asked twice and triple checked. And I do not do anything illegal. Therefore, you can have all my information to do whatever hey, you I want. I don't know with. if you know this. I edit very heavily for reasons <laughs> that will become obvious the more we speak. Um, you just got to edit out the not part, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> just just well, go really quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> we seem to have lost Pete. He's gone again. You're not going to reconnect now. <laughs> no. Is that the green stuff for a lamp? Yeah. Uh, oh, the arch one. Mm, yeah. It's good. Is it, well, is it good? It, it's white light in a mm -hmm. very directed space. So, yeah, I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I've been tempted to try and get that red grass one. That looks really good. Everybody sees oh, that's, that. that's the one I've got, yeah. How is it? Um, It's really good, but it's expensive. That's the only kind of downside yeah, it's to like it. It's like 200 quid, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good look. The, the best thing for me is because obviously you've got the two kind of the gaps yeah, in between yeah, so i so i um put a camera shoot, between it the camera between oh. them so it get i can angle and kind of like slightly in a little bit and um it just it looks really good then because it's like really close to the light and it's kind of almost surrounding it so yeah it's quite good for that so it's good for filming i haven't set it up yet but there is also this which attaches to the arch which what is basically a clamp for your phone, phone. yeah oh. you clamp your phone to it and so i can take good pictures in good light i just need to get used to it so and is, is it like do you trust the arch with your expensive okay. phone and stuff is it, sure. is it okay <laughs> it's, <a> church, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> no, it's, it falls off. It's, only, it's only about what 12 inches well, probably a little bit more 18 inches yeah. but not too far you can more like to break the model you're painting than, than the phone yeah, maybe True. a little bit yeah <laughs> But I could do a break and some more shit. I mean, <laughs> room right now is full of boxes. I went through the last couple of days. So we're moving in 32 days is when I get the boat. Um, mm. We're moving back to the UK. I live in Ireland right now. And yeah. if, Christ, <laughs> like so much stuff. Just, I mean, hang on. Just like. Just loose as well. Of, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm, I can't, I don't know what to do with them. I've got two, I'm not going to move because my um, mixing desk is sat on them. I've got two 84 litre really useful boxes right next to me, full to mm. the gills. Yes. So <clears throat> it'll be fine. The really useful boxes are your godsend. That's what you're going to need. Yeah. I, I um, That's where I store all my extra bit like kits and stuff in that I'm not using at the moment. Just all, everything gets broken down into nine litre useful boxes. And then it's got all those little like, you know, it's kind of like press label maker things. Yeah. Just yep. got those saying what it is. So I can just look at it and go exactly what's in there. So in the middle of, I ordered, I ordered 20 and 20 wasn't enough. So I ordered 30 more. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, it's, it's, they're it's never ridiculous. enough. They're just never no. enough. 
Nice. And it's like, yeah, I want to do the thing where all of my miniatures that aren't in cabinets are in those stacked. But it's like, like buying the case is another thing. Then it's buying all the magnet sheets and then it's buying all the magnets. And then it's mm. like, here, Magnet Baron, do you like, do you want any more sponsors or anything? <laughs> I, I definitely feel like really useful boxes are kind of like the 3D printers of storage where... 3D printing is a hobby into itself. And when you get yeah. really useful boxes, <laughs> it is a hobby. And like, yes. I think I spent a week looking at different um, foam manufacturers to find out which foam was the right width because obviously we all use different foam, but I, I had a bunch of the blue, what is it? Still the uh, army case one. Was yeah, there. yeah. The, you know, the, 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 the cardboard box, yeah. I can't remember what they're called. AK? No, AKM. No, I'll put it on screen. But... KR multi-case, is it? KR, yes. yes. Thank KR, you very much. Yeah. The problem with KR Multicase, and they did great stuff, is that their single sheet is designed to be two half sheets. And so yeah. there's an extra layer of wall in the middle. And so it does not fit properly in the 84 liter. So I couldn't buy it. And it's, that was a week of my life to, to learn that. But it's good fun. <laughs> That's a nightmare. Like, yeah, I think it's getting to that point now where I don't want, I'm trying to avoid foam. Because models are getting so crazy in shape and size these days that I don't want to put anything in foam anymore. It doesn't work. So no. everything's standing upright. <laughs> yeah, I think I kind of got to the point where I was building Sylvaneth and just do all the little spiky bits and put yeah. those in foam. You're just gonna they're just gonna get snapped off anyway. So yeah. I magnetize everything. But again, that's like another hobby into itself, magnetizing everything. I got one yeah. of those um it's 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 okay for storage, but it's better for transporting um, a cases that have like the shelves in, like the metal shelves that you slide in. Yeah, it's like a metal frame. Well, to this day, I still have not constructed it yet. He, he does this all the time. He'll just get up and walk away, and then it's just his chair. I'll just walk off. I got sent the army paid the the one from Greenstuff World. Oh yeah, it's flat pack right now, but I still haven't built it. Got the idea. I was worried that it's like MDF and how sturdy it was going to be. But uh, everybody must give it a try. But uh, yeah, for sure the best way to store things. I think it was when I was I was going to a tournament with my Gloom Spy Gits army and I was holding Boingrop bounders. Mm. So they're squigs and then the squigs are bounding and then there's a goblin and then there's a lance. I'm like, yeah. this don't fit <laughs> anywhere. I've got 15 of these things. Where are they going to go? <laughs> Nightmare. Well, thank you so much for deciding to join us on our uh, Merry podcast. Um, are you coming on more podcasts now? Was uh, Peaches one of your first podcasts you really were on? Um, I've been on a few. Um, I think it's just it's the most recent one that I've been on. Yeah, cool. yeah. I've, I think I think the, the 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 painting face stood out because we could see your face. And yeah, like, probably. Yeah, you are such an enigmatic man because obviously your voice is what's been on all your videos forever. So yeah. when we saw you on the painting face, it was like, oh, that's he's real. He's, he's real. He's a real boy. Just an AI yeah. voice. It's it's always funny because everyone always has this idea from watching my videos and, and obviously seeing my interaction online and the, of what I look like. And I'd say that most people seem to be surprised by what I look like compared to my voice. And if it's a good thing or a bad thing, a lot of people say they expected me to be older. So yeah. I think that's good. I think that's more of a jealousy thing. They, they expect someone that's <laughs> like that good at making things to have many more years of experience to get to that level. And they're like, wait a minute, if he's younger than I am and three times as good, Oh no! <laughs> just, yeah. I've, I've just got. I'm actually really old. I've just got a. Yeah. Um, I've got like <laughs> a. Yeah, I've got a portrait in the uh, in the attic, which is just <laughs> aging for me. <laughs> I ha I've got. I've got like this thing with hobby YouTubers, and it's kind of like a scale between like practicality and entertainment. And you, 
annoy me so much because not only are you <laughs> like the most practical YouTuber out there, because you literally show people how to build a kit, yeah. but it's also incredibly entertaining when you get into the into the nitty gritty of it and. You drive me mad, like literally, because not to top it off, like I love watching Squidmar, right? Because I'm never going to build a dark diorama with two Warlord Titans. Warlord Titan. Like I'm never yeah. going to do it. But every time I watch one of your following along, <laughs> every time I'm watching one of your videos, I'm like, oh, I could, I could legitimately do that. I could legit, and that is infuriating. So I just want to let you know Ooh. that I hate you, um, <laughs> because it's just, it's just, it's so like what. Do you get like? Do you generally get a lot of people who just want to try all the stuff you do, or what's the? Um. So I always, when I'm, whenever I'm building a tutorial, uh, building a miniature or building a tutorial, I'm always conscious of if it's doable. And obviously, doable is has a lot of caveats. Sometimes the components I'm using requires quite a lot of expensive parts and components yeah. and things like that. So it's not doable for everyone. But the idea of it is, if you want to follow that tutorial, you can do. Um. And I have, I mean, some of the bigger ones that I do, like I did my um, uh, Demon Russ, so I converted Amber yeah, into Russ. Awesome. Yeah, and I kind of did that and I was like, okay, well, people might find some information, useful tips on sculpting fur or anything like that. And then about two weeks after that video went live, um, I saw someone who basically followed the tutorial and built something which looked... <laughs> like pretty much the same and it was like wow actually some, someone I was able to follow the steps that I put out they painted the same they built it the same it was very very kind of well done that they'd managed to follow it so yeah it's always yeah. the highest praise I think when you make tutorials um and even if I'm trying to do the more elaborate the larger scale stuff I always try to make it so that people can recreate it and, and show all the steps that they can it's not just a case of the uh, the whole kind of like drawing the owl meme where you draw two circles and then draw the rest of the owl. One of my favorite um, memes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to avoid one of the things that. I was going to ask was to like, do you like? Obviously, that happened with the demon rust, but does it happen a lot where you get tagged on Instagram with people copying what you've done, or is it more? It's there in case people want to do it, but I would consider myself mostly an entertainment channel. Um, no, I I, I often get people tagging me. Um, even if it's not necessarily someone who's built the exact same miniature as me, they will take concepts so i did a uh valhalla sentinel and i basically yes, part of that so was was just cutting out the hatch from the top and showing yeah. people how they can yeah. mount it as an open hatch and i've seen people who haven't built it as a valhalla sentinel but have followed that same open hatch thing because they wanted something a bit different in theirs um so again even if they don't follow the whole tutorial there's little bits and snips that people yeah. can uh get out of there but yeah I, I always enjoy when people tag me and stuff and they kind of follow my guides because as someone who um, I mean, you said, am I entertainment or, um, I mean, I hate the word really, but I suppose it's like edutainment. Some people watch yeah. me to, to find out what I'm building and what kind of crazy results I'm going to get, but then other people are actually wanting to learn something. Um, yeah. it's always great when people do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was trying to go back this morning. I was like, I better just make sure I'm up to date with his videos. And I had to go as far back as your gene stealer cult with the banner conversion with the new case. That's as far back as I had to go to find a video I hadn't watched. So, um, <laughs> They are, they are genuinely quite impressive. And it is that thing of like, I wonder what he's going to do this week. I wonder what he's going to do. Like, it's it's a really it's a really brilliant like business model almost because people are always curious about what in the blue hell is he going to do? And it was one of my favorite things that happened on PG's podcast is um, when you talked about the way you submit models to the games workshop thing, the community. And obviously there's, a, there's it's like before it wasn't that great because you couldn't really convert that much stuff or else they yeah. wouldn't really post it. But now they love it. 
But then you have the complaint that I don't want people to see it before I put up my video because I want them to be like, <laughs> what's that blurry thing? Click, I need yeah. to know the blurry thing so you don't want them to post it on. It's such a, <laughs> it's such a toss up about which better and more exposure there or is it better to so have you figured it out yet which one you prefer doing um well i actually think they might have seen that that podcast because um with the with leviathan i converted up the terminator captain to caldor drago and so okay. i sent them i sent them the pictures and it wasn't featured in the article so it was like okay maybe, maybe they oh, thought well, well maybe we won't show it's fine um but no it, it is one of those things where um it, it's quite a strange thing because a lot of people will see me the wargamer stuff and they don't necessarily always notice that twig that that's who i am so sometimes yeah. people will see stuff um on the community articles and then they'll be like oh that was you on the community article i didn't realize it was that was your name because i obviously go by pete the wargamer but if yeah. in the articles yeah, tend to have people of media for hobbies names. it's andy on the thing and everyone doesn't know yeah, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't that kind of twig um and obviously they don't post back to like socials or anything like that so there's no way that people can unless they post as you're kind of like alias people don't yep. always twig that it is but that's it's fine it's quite not everyone sees it i think some people who spend a lot of time in warhammer community warhammer community and it's usually a couple of days between them but yeah it's, yeah. it's not the biggest problem in the world but it, it's just like oh. one of those little little uh i get a few comments every now and again saying oh no the end was spoiled so yeah but i think, that is I think the, sorry, sorry Andy, go ahead no no go ahead. i was just gonna ask can you actually just build a model like can you just follow a kit <laughs> because like that's not meant in a negative way at all. It's just like, no, or, are you always drawn towards that? Oh, I could do X, Y, Z or make it. I'm, I'm very much like if I have a kit, I want to build it once. So I know how to build it. And then the second mm -hmm. kit I can do what I want with, but yeah. Can you just build a kit? Like, do you have any armies? Like what's your, um, so, right. So this is, this is the problem I face. Um, I, I just kind of, my main enjoyment from the hobby is in the converting and kit bashing. Yeah. So for me, if I just build the kit as is, I'm always constantly thinking, can I add some stuff on? I can do this. It might only be small changes, but I'm always looking to think, how can I modify it? So even if I'm building a, I don't know, some primaris aggressors, I will probably still build them as primaris aggressors. I won't convert them to like chaos terminus or anything like that. But I'm thinking, oh, can I add some more pouches? I can remove this. I can add this yeah. extra detail. Um, so I think the last amount of miniatures that I built, considerable amount of miniatures that I built following the rules of the instructions was the, um, I built a Horus Heresy army last year, yes. um, with like games, which I had some of the content creators there. Yeah. Um, and I said, can I do some converting? And they were like, you can do some unit leaders and then the, the, the captains and that's it. And you got to keep it all very subdued. So I had to build 40 Marines, 10 Cataphracti, um, a Contemptor and a Spartan without doing any conversions and it but was hell. you're very i just want to point out you are saying this under real duress you did not want to do that yeah. i didn't i i want i would have preferred to i mean i was happy to build the army and i think it judging by how long it took me to paint them it was probably better that <laughs> i didn't do any as many conversions as i wanted to um so it was it was a good thing in the end but i was kind of at the time was like i could do i could do a lot with these i could do a lot of cool stuff but yeah. I, I i guess they wanted to show off what the box was and adding too many extra bits and conversions wouldn't do that so yeah I understood why. I haven't actually gone back to the beginnings of your channel, but is like I've been watching since before you started painting things. You used to just do the conversion bit and then leave mm -hmm. it. But if you go all the way back to the start of your channel, like is this where you started? Did you start it as a conversion channel or was it a hobby channel? Or like what was the humble beginnings and how did it become what it is now? So it started off as a painting channel. Um, some of my earliest videos were 
around like painting up the miniatures from board games like zombie slide was some of the okay, first cool. yeah, yeah. series um i dipped into like bolt action and yeah. um some mantic <laughs> stuff at times um and yeah i didn't I, the, the converting stuff was was more of a uh, it's a fairly recent thing and, and and what kind of made me want to do more of it was i was doing it was around a time when i think burning of prospero or betrayal of Calth or something came Marvel, out yeah and so I did some tutorial, painting tutorials for each of the legions, uh, but just to kind of add a little bit of legion-specific flair, I kind of converted the model, but I didn't show it in the in the video. I just showed the painted model. I was like, oh, just in a quick head swap or a shoulder swap. And a lot of people were asking me how to do that. Um, I was like, well, I've always converted. I've always converted personally, but I hadn't done it on the channel for probably most of its run because um, I didn't really think there, there wasn't an awful lot of conversion videos out on YouTube. And my anticipation of my interpretation of that was just that well maybe people aren't interested maybe it's hard mm. to get that across and i thought oh i'll give it a go and they started going down well they started going down well more than the painting tutorials did so i started doing conversions and then skipping the painting tutorial bit yeah, uh, yeah and then people that, yeah. yeah so i but then people wanted to see it painted so i would convert it and then show it painted and everyone was like well how did you paint it so it's got to the point where i am now where it's like here's how you take off the sprue here's how you build it here's how you base it here's how you paint it and then that's everything in one video so if you follow the instructions you can get from a basic empty uh, a basic sprue to the final model and everything is covered in there um but yeah that's only three four years that i've been doing it that way i'd say yeah i mean it's like like you said you, there's not a lot of other people out there doing it and i i honestly can't think of anybody else out there who's doing that it's like it is quite a unique channel like i could throw a stone and hit three channels that i'd be like do kind of the same thing that i do uh, and the same with most other people but can you even point out anyone you think is kind of doing the same thing as you um there are some there's some probably i think some smaller channels um kit bosch was one of them um they did a lot of orc conversions yeah um who else there's a channel called i forget is it called kit bashed but it's not Warhammer specific. It's kind of like general okay. yep. model kit bashing. But there is um, there is there are a few channels. Um, I think uh, yeah, there's a, it tends to be one of those things that other people will do every now and again. It's not something that everyone always does in every single video. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah for sure. But there is there's obviously modern synthesis who is predominantly um, tier under kit bashes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of it tends to be on Instagram and Twitter. There's a lot of kit bashes converters, but they didn't yeah. don't seem to have made that well, um, I mean, kind of I, jump. I, there's definitely a I think it's been maybe 18 months ago, there's been a real Photoshop kit bash kind of mm -hmm. movement online. But obviously the cost as well is is massive. I mean, in some of the cases, I know you get sent uh, bits to, you know, there was lots of resin bits in that Imperial Guard um was it a Necromunda video you did recently um, where you converted yeah. up the different uh, yeah. the different regiments and, and the like? From Lex. And <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I guess in that case, you're working towards something. But I think like if, if you're a smaller channel and you haven't got that support, I guess it's really expensive for them to go and yeah. convert convert the lion or, you know, something yeah, like that. So. It is. Um, I mean, there are, there are lots of conversions you can do. Some people do some really good stuff with Space Marines, like very basic stuff and even just conversion i mean i i a lot of people get always ask me what's the difference between a conversion and the kit bash um and my personal interpretation is that it's always everything is like a conversion if it's a modification from an original model but a kit bash is a particular subset of a conversion that uses parts from another kit so you can do a conversion where you repose it that's a conversion you can sculpt new details that's a conversion but neither of those are kit bashes um 
so yeah so when it comes to doing stuff like that kit bashes do require a lot of extra components and while you do get a lot of components if you're building an army um it's all components from that one army and sometimes you need little bits from here and there uh, so yeah, it, it, I'm kind of in a fortunate position where it, it's worthwhile me going out and rather than buying a single component from a bits reseller or eBay, I can it, it's financially viable for me to go and buy the full kit because I can be like, okay, well, I'm either going to spend six pound on these three heads that I need from this kit, or I can spend a little bit more, get the full kit, and then I've got all the arms, weapons, heads, extra bits. Um, Oh, just so, yeah. I'm, I'm not knocking the cost, by the way. I think if you want to build, yeah. you know, <clears throat> there's always someone who, there was a big one, a big um, AOS player. There was somebody on the scene in the UK a couple of years ago that was like a Tau, Eidneth, Deepkin, something else army all combined together. And I it looks, yeah, crit, mental, like insane. Like it's one army, but you cost, cost you the uh, financial uh, outlay of three. So like really tough, <laughs> but yeah. If that's what you want to do, you know, who, who are we to tell you how to, how to do your hobby? But <clears throat> I think it's really cool that you can, you know, sit down with a pile of bits and come up with six, seven different guard regiments just because you got sent some hats and some, you know, different head sculpts yeah. and stuff. And that's, I think that's where the power of your channel really is. You know, it's just that mm -hmm. what can you do if you get X or Y rather than just build another space marine? Yeah. And it's, it's always something I try to help people with. It's, it's, it's one of those things like it's just it's hard you can't just ask someone to be creative that's not how it works um you need to kind of show people what can be done and then they can see when they see that what can be done together kind of like mental barriers break down a little bit and they think oh well maybe well maybe if that works or maybe something like this would work and that's how you yeah. allow people to be creative with this kind of thing um and sometimes yeah like i said i might put out a video someone might uh, only follow a small amount of it but then when they come to do the next video, they might push something a little bit further because they've, they've got a bit more confidence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, confidence is in kind of allowing people to be creative is the, the main drive of the videos. And I want people to see, yes, I might be chopping up these components that are expensive. And if you don't know what you're doing, you could ruin a bit yeah. that there's only one of in a whole kit. But if you watch me do it and I'll show you where to cut and how to cut it and how to make those adjustments, then it it takes the, the fear out of doing that. Yeah. Um, and gives people the bravery to kind of go out and do it themselves. Do you do any like 3D printing or anything, or do you specifically only stick with resin and, and kits that are resin, um, plastic and, and kits that are available from third parties? So I have I have dabbled with 3D printing. Um, the biggest problem with that is that again, I, I because I want to, the tutorials to be accessible as, as possible. Um, not everyone has a 3D printer, not everyone has access to those kind of things. So um i try to think well it tends to be people can buy 3d printed stuff like pre-printed stuff um and resin components but being in the kind of 40k part of youtube and what well, the games workshop part of youtube um a lot of people whilst they will use their components if they just play in local gaming stores or a lot of people who like to go to tournaments um and games which have very strict rules on what you can take to a tournament it used to be i think i vaguely remember it being like 50 more than, as long as more than 50 percent of the model was games yeah. workshop you're okay yeah. and it's like something like 10 percent or just okay, on the base or something yeah, yeah it, it's really changed yeah i think it might is it just on the base now yeah, i think i remember reading something you can maybe add a few little bits on the base um so from from my understanding of the last time i saw it is if you can prove that you sculpted it digitally and you printed yeah. it out they don't care 
but yeah. because because it's technically it's yeah. as if you sculpted it from the green stuff basically Correct, just a yeah. different medium but yeah a lot of people don't have access to that so if i can say well okay you could just 3d print this specific head for represent the blood angels but then if you can't use that in the tournament, well here's how you can fill in the gaps on a yeah. regular and you also then can't supply that yourself because it's copyright infringement and everything else so yeah, yeah, yeah exactly no, totally. cool no i was just curious because obviously I love my 3D printer. I'm looking at it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, my, my phone's here so I can stare at it while I'm talking to you. Yes, I just love it. But <clears throat> I do like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do a tutorial that required a 3D printer because mm -hmm. it knocks you right down. With that in mind, the idea behind like, obviously your videos are quite set in like week to week. We get a beautiful model that you cut to pieces, glued together in some crazy way, like a transformer and then paint it up beautifully. Like that has become your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And that's what your community expects from you every week. Is there any ever any week where you're like, God, I'd love to just do this, which is totally outside your wheelhouse. And you feel like I can't really do that because they expect this. Or are you just happy doing that each and every week? Not saying, because obviously it's quite different every week. So you wouldn't get yeah. bored. Not like you're converting no. a, the same model every week. So um, yeah, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that. So I suppose I'm kind of going probably further than you expected with this, but I would... Um, in terms of video content making, I would love to make, if I had the time to, or if we could find the time to make a completely separate channel that was nothing to do with Warhammer at all. Yeah. Um, I've got a big interest in how Brit, it's very kind of morbid for fascination, but it's how Britain prepared during the Cold War for nuclear attack. Oh, wow. um, and how they had like um, all like the, the civil defense preparations and all the, 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 the plans for what to do afterwards and all the bunkers and stuff and i've got quite a big fascination with that so i'd love to do um a channel with that i think that if i felt got to the stage where with the, the videos i was like oh, i'm kind of getting i need something else just to kind of um just kind of like a brain sorbet just to yeah clear clear the mind and just get something different so i can come back to a bit more creativity yeah. um but yeah that's probably what i would do if i got the time um, but in terms of building miniatures, I, I love converting. And I think the great thing about converting is it can be it can be so much more than just maybe painting an army differently because you're fundamentally changing the the, the look, the pose of the model, you're changing the silhouettes, you're changing the form of it yeah. considerably. Um, and I think maybe if I just did painting, I would probably get bored faster than I currently do. But with converting, it's always another challenge. Am I going to be doing a vehicle? Am I going to be doing a um large monster and we're going to be doing um a human an alien it's always very different each time um and when you come to paint there's own I, I feel i mean this is personally i'm sure other people feel differently but when i when i come to paint i always feel like well i'm either painting organic stuff or i'm painting kind of inorganic stuff there's two yeah. things and the colors change very uh, very um but there's not always a lot of difference and i prefer the converting than the painting so maybe yeah. that's why maybe that's why i see it as a bit more limiting in that regards because i often we ever see like uh, ebay miniature rescue and every time he does a video that's not about rescuing miniature there's always like a three minute segment where he like apologizes to his people that he's not <laughs> it's like it's okay we're not just yeah. here for that and he's like no but i built everything around. i'm sorry guys i just want to really paint this thing and it's like it's yeah. okay <laughs> like, stop apologizing <laughs> Um, I think that's the fortunate thing that because I never set the channel up as Pete the Converter or Pete the Kitbasher, yeah, it's just Pete the yeah. Wargamer. If I ever yeah. did want to move into stuff, I could do. Um, but I don't know if the audience that I've gathered over the last few years who've come along for the conversions would necessarily find it as interesting. But yeah, I think if I, I, I had to make other videos other than Warhammer Converter videos, it would be completely different or even related to miniatures yeah. in any way. 
felt like me originally I wanted the name to be Mediocre Miniatures, but that was taken. Mm. So I changed okay. to Mediocre Hobbies. But it was actually another podcast with Goobertown Hobbies where he was like, I love that it's called Goobertown Hobbies because it's not tied to anything. I can just yeah. do whatever I want. And yeah. like, that's not supposed to be on your channel. It's just hobbies, man. I can do whatever I want in the hobby space. Exactly, yeah. It's very free. <laughs> um, one other good question I thought I had, which I'm very curious about. Sometimes I produce a miniature or a video and I think I'm getting to like, all right, deadline is now. This has to be posted. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that happy with it. And then someone else has to say, I'm like, you're just being too hard on yourself. Just post it. People will enjoy yeah. it. And then I do. And the comments are like, oh, that looks great. Or I really like it. You did that. And you're like, oh, okay. I was just being weird. Do you have any projects <laughs> where you got to the end and you're like, this is not good. I do not like this. And then obviously the community would be like, you're silly and it's beautiful. But is there any um, room where you're like, this just didn't come together? So there have been times where I've built stuff and it's never seen the light of day. It's never been published okay. on, on YouTube just because I got to the end and was like, I'm not really happy with this. I'm not really happy with with the way it's gone. Um, but then there are other times where I've worked on something and I've not been as happy, but I've kind of posted it anyway. And then it's been like a really surprise hit. Yeah. Um, and I find that those tend to be the ones which I've stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit. So I'm not just doing a Space Marine or an Imperial Guard. So the, the, the one that I have in mind is the... Um, tau auxiliary the kind of like the fungus based yep. alien um and i was like okay i'm gonna do something different i try something different it's i don't really do much in the way of tau stuff i don't really do much yeah. in the way of kind of xenos stuff so let's give it a go and i got to the end i was like i mean i i, I like it but i don't know what other people think of it maybe i could have done a little bit more with it yeah. um and i posted it and people really enjoyed it i think because yeah, it was, it was cool. different it was a different take um so yeah sometimes it is worth just kind of posting stuff um if you if you're not happy because other people might think it is but then there yeah. are other times where i felt that i've i've finished the project and i've like i could have done that better and i am going to do it better and sometimes i've redone the video i've come back later on and down the line and continued it um so i, I the one that i did a gray knight kill team and yeah, i basically that started out as a single miniature and it was like oh how can you make true scale gray knights and i built it and i built the the miniature and i painted it and i got to the end i was like I, i'm not really happy with how the video is and then i left it on a shelf for two or three weeks and kind of thought well, may, maybe there's something i can do and it kind of i kind of kept going back to it the, the course of a month or so um and then i thought well let's just expand it out into a full kill team and show people how the, it can be used in different ways and again that was another video that went down really well and still probably i think yeah. it's one of my most viewed videos yeah, I love, I love um What's what's like your favorite, whether it did well or not? What's was the favorite video you've ever done for the channel? Uh, I think it was my Necrofex Colossus that I did a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was that was definitely outside of my comfort zone because again, that was more of a that came close to a scratch build rather than a like a kit bash in a way. Um, because to to build it, I basically got the um, the A frames that come in the Skaven weapons and sawed away the individual planks so i just basically had the planks and then reassembled them um which was which was hard it was difficult and it was it was time consuming but i got the results that i wanted and that was a that was a, a build which i had no idea if it was going to work until it was yeah. done i just kept had to keep on persevering and when it was done i was like i was really happy with it and yeah it's gone down it went it was probably one of my most popular videos up to that date i think uh, that, that trailer where they showed off the vampires pirates like everybody saw that trailer and was like um can we have everything you've shown off here in miniature form please like right now like can we have that and they're like yeah no <laughs> what 
And then that's somebody... for that other game came out, which had like mist and fog and a ship coming in and the creek. And when we all thought, they're giving us vampire pirates finally. And then I don't know what it was for, but it wasn't for that. Yeah, no, it, it was. It, yeah, I remember that one. I remember thinking the exact same thing. Oh, this is amazing. But no, they didn't. I think there's somebody on. Um... Uh, who who is it? It's Captain Brian Blood on Twitter, yeah. um, and they're basically building a a vampire counts like um, like a vampire coast army, and they're like it's some really cool conversion work in there, and really very if you like nautical pirate vampires yeah. and undead, that really great person to follow on Twitter. I follow them on Twitter already because I think I follow yeah. that army. But <laughs> <laughs> I've just been um, flicking through some of the old videos here, just to see if there's you know anything that i want to talk about i think the maddest video you've done was the fat custodies i thought that oh, was yeah just <laughs> so you you must have some crazy deal with youtube because you are always my next recommended video if <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm like every we, we've got a pizza oven so every week i'll like stick on the Benjamin Babish um, where he gives his pizza recipe. I don't know why, I just don't remember it. And every <laughs> single time, the first one underneath it is Pete the Wargamer. So I don't know yeah. what you're doing for your algorithm, but keep it up. But it's, it's blood sacrifices, that's what it is. It must be. It is, yeah. <laughs> but literally came up again the other day, and I, I think I... It's such a mad video, because I understand yeah. why you did it, because it was like kind of like one of those guys in, in, in the computer game. But it's such a crazy thing to convert a custody into a like a plague ridden where other than like what's like the maddest idea you've had for a conversion that maybe you've not even done it yet, but that, that you would you would go you would do anything to be able to build that thing. It's it's interesting really, because I, I do often get asked this and I don't I don't really have um I don't really have anything in mind because whenever I do get something in mind, I tend to just go and build it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm in a fortunate position where I can be like, okay, well, <clears throat> that sounds good. like the idea that I had um, is a video that I basically will be starting work on after this next one. Um, so I don't want to reveal what it is. No, no, don't spoil, um, it, don't spoil it. But uh, yeah, so I, I t if I get an idea of something, oh, I, I'm really kind of excited about this idea. I really want to build it. I just go ahead and build it and then put it on the channel. Um, yeah, and then until I get the next one. Um, I have like a list of ideas of people, what people suggested, what I've kind of thought of myself that I am steadily working through, but it, it grows faster than I can make videos. So it's always going to be um, an end game. But going back to the, the custodians thing, it kind of, it, it's interesting because um, one of the things that I, I do and one of the things that I always find people enjoy watching is when you go very much against yeah. the established law. Yeah. Um, and so, so for example, like the the custodians. I mean, that's the, the 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 interesting thing there is because we only ever see them as these pristine, yeah. as they're called golden boys, because they are literally the perfect yeah. uh, embodiments of humanity, or whatever. Um, so for me to come along and basically like, oh, are these are infected now. Um, it completely breaks all the established law about them, but it's an interesting idea. It's like an interesting kind of change to it, and that's always what goes down also the Dornian heresy stuff people expect yes, Russ to be a loyalist so I build him as a, a corn corrupted demon people really enjoy it um and I people really do enjoy that kind of thing because it's something a little bit different and it allows me to explore the universe in my own way um and I saw it funny I was talking to um Byron Ord from Otis yep. Otisopus yesterday about this and I, it's a strange thing where people will be um really happy to see me make some 
Nurgle and corrupted custodies and be like, oh yeah, it's against the law, but that that's fine. It, it's just a little bit of fun. And then as soon as someone pops like a, a female space marine on like yeah. Reddit or Twitter, everyone melts down like it's against the law. It's against the law. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I I built a, a D an anger an anger on uh, Demon Russ. I built Comrade Kurz as a loyalist, and people don't yeah. really mind. People are happy with that. But as yeah. soon as it, it it starts the MVB, people start. People's I mean, not, not to go into it, out. my issue with female space marines is that no one does a good sculpt. Like, I love female Stormcast. I think they are mm. fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it's because they're different. Same as the Sisters of Battle. I think those sculpts are excellent. I don't think they need, like, the big chest work, but, like, mm-hmm. it's a different proportion, right? And so yeah. give me give me a range. I'll take them. But... The, 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 the kind of thing, the strange thing as well, which I always think when people are against... Um, female space marines saying oh the games which i'm going to re-sculpt them i mean they would just literally be the same models but when instead of having yeah instead of having those male unhelmeted heads you just like you can i've seen people who just stick the stormcast eternal heads in there and they look great and they look fine and it's 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 not a problem um and but yeah as soon as that kind of topic comes up people suddenly get very defensive over warhammer's background and they forget that there was once a librarian for the ultramarines that was half aldar and it was like that that wouldn't fly in modern no. world, but it existed back in the day and things change and things adapt and change so yeah um i think anyone who severely the law's great if you enjoy reading up that's fine that people explore that as a hobby in itself um but if you want to build your armies based on that perfect again i've built miniatures which i've scoured through so much wikipedia about the lexicon stuff like that to find out to make this as law friendly as possible and other times i just throw that the window and do what i want um and if someone wants to build something differently don't have a go at them just because you enjoy everything being rigid and um i think the the real thing with law is that it is evolving like Mm -hmm. they're actively writing books and law right now if you want something that's set in stone technically you've got lord of the rings right because not only is it finished but he's dead right so that 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 is finite that is what it is we don't know like the lion didn't exist in 40k until well he still doesn't really because you can't buy him but you know like (laughs) the lions the last time we saw him was in 30k yeah then what happened we know he's not dead is he maybe who knows and he didn't exist until he does. And then as soon as they decide yeah. to bring him back, he does. And the same with if they bring back any, same with Gilliman, same with um, any of, of the demon Primarchs that we haven't yep. really seen much of. Um, I mean, they change, I think they changed the law for, uh, was it Dawn? I think at one point in, in the law, his, they had his whole skeleton yep. somewhere as like a relic. And that's just his hand because it's they want up. to keep that yep. door open for him to come back, yep. Um, yep. which I imagine he probably will do at some point. Yeah, well, yeah, why I, not, right? We'd all buy him. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> one, of my exactly. Favorite, one of my favorite things about the, the Dorn's hand, and I think about this a lot, and I don't know why it's such a silly thought, right? But at what point was the chapter master, whatever current chapter master was, whoever was the first one, was looking at the glorious holy relic of Dorn's hand, and he looked at it and went, Do you know what to make that look better? Carve my name in it. What put my name on that hand? That was like, you insane? No, and he forced them, and now it's a tradition. And every yeah. chapter has to get who was the first who thought he was important enough to get 
Imagine what are they, what are they going to do if he if yeah what are, what are they going to do if um he never comes back and they run out of space are they going to have to like yeah stop oh. filling in some of the other names and like right now them no they just put like a, a like really really small forearm just kind of after <laughs> oh we found his arm now guys we yeah, found yeah, his yeah. arm we're going to put that in there we know the conspiracy oh. theory for new new 40k is that like isn't it three or four pages in you've got the emperor on the golden throne and he's no longer a skeleton he's got like flesh and stuff on his skin there yeah. So it's, it's a really, it, yeah, it's a really, it's like the, the John Blanche one. Yeah. The painting. Yeah, maybe, so I think he, maybe Dawn did do two self heals, you know, so when, maybe. when Chapter Master dies, that name just it erases itself. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like Doctor Who and they can regenerate from a hand. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. There you go. Like Deadpool, <laughs> it's just a hand. It's just, it's just glorious. Yeah. yeah I, honestly, with what you've said so far, I do like, for some reason, there's an idea for a video playing in my head, which is like you do. My top three videos I never posted are my failed projects and then have three things blurred. I think that'd be so cool to see mm-hmm. you get the footage of been like, I got to this point and it didn't work and whatever. That would be comments. the best April Fool's video as well, where it's literally you converting a model, but the entire thing's pixel ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing is like, all right, guys, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then, you know, you just see the knife go in and the clippers go in. And <laughs> at the end, you've got a model, but no one knows what it is. Oh. The, one of the things that people have suggested for April Fool's is for me to just build it, a model by the instructions and just paint them as instructions. So I'll say, today, guys, <laughs> I'm going to build. I'm going to build an ultramarine intercessor. Like, yeah. Um, another another thing I'll was was to take a model, so like a character model, and then convert that model into the set back into the same character. So I don't know if you've seen there's, there's like um like a little meme thing going around on on like uh, YouTube Shorts and stuff where someone said, oh, this is this is what it's like being in the U.S. Army, and there's like um a bolt in a sheet of metal and they take the bolt out and they weld the metal back and then they they sand it and then they drill a hole and then put the bolt back in um so i think that kind of concept of a conversion would work quite well if you just went destroyed the model then rebuilt it exactly how it was so i think you should do like a space wolf and you're turning a space wolf into a normal marine so it's just a video for you 20 minutes removing dead animal bits from yeah 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 Yeah, that'd be fun I think we'd be I remiss thinking... if we didn't talk about dead animal bits as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's a very unique rating system. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it... Where did that idea come from? And um, so it's it's actually something that I keep I keep meaning to bring back. And the problem is I kind of forgot I I I got out of the habit of bringing it back in, uh, of putting it in the videos, because it got to the point where most stuff was just four or five. And I feel like well, this isn't really a great rating, rating system, system if there's only if there's only like hard and like a little bit less hard, and that was like the only two um two points on that scale but yeah so the i mean the actual dead owl bits kind of thing came around because i would be building a miniature and be like okay we can we can, we can stick some extra details just a few like dead animal bits like um, <laughs> skulls and bones and stuff like that and i did that a couple of times and people started saying like oh where are the dead animal bits and like time stamping the dead animal bits and it kind of just grew from there and it became like a bit of a catchphrase in a way um but yeah it, it's it's a kind of strange thing and it's got to the point now where i think if you google dead animal bits it's like my videos are the ones that come up now or my, my website which is quite funny right beautiful i also have a weird conspiracy theory about you and i don't know whether it's true or not and that stuff but like are you in cahoots with duncan in any way shape or form um no i've i've spoken to duncan on two occasions and in, in my life and that's it um, you're the only one who like you use his paints so much yeah they're great yeah, paints I, I, I have them and they're <laughs> and they're really good but no one else uses them like you do yeah. 
Um, I have no, I have no idea why it's. Um, it, it kind of because people said, "Oh, are you sponsored by uh, Two Thin Coats?" Like, well, they sent me a I box, thought. but I just use them. The, the, there's no yeah. like, yeah. I don't get any kind of kickback from using them other than obviously if people use affiliates links. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the so I got sent a box when they were kind of just just getting stuff product out into the UK because they had the Kickstarter, yep. uh, and they said, "Oh." Would you like to try try some out? I said, okay, I'll go give them a go. I've already kind of at that point I was using Procrill quite heavily, so I was quite happy with those. So I yeah. thought, well, I'll, I'll give them a go in a tutorial. Um, and yeah, no, I, I really liked them. Um, they kind of remind me of Games Workshop paints, but they're in dropping bottles and a little bit more consistent across the range. Yeah. So so yeah, kind of just started using those, and I just keep using those and other people who followed the videos um, because they're very they're quite similar to games workshop it's quite easy to find alternatives yeah. so even if you watch my yeah. video it's two thin coats well you can find approximations in your vallejo army painter or I'm games pretty workshop sure equivalents. when he brought them out he did a conversion chart didn't he yeah it's on the website yeah, so it up and yeah. it does it directly straight for so i think i had um i should go to hand here yeah so there's like a, a conversion chart which they sent and it's like everything on this citadel and army painter it's the one I have. yeah yeah that's the one and they also have like the the different keys as well. So everything's in like these like trifectas. That's what I did. When I did a video on it, I was doing a video for Gamak and I was painting like a rat ogre type thing. And I was like, you know what? For this entire video, I'm not going to use shades or contrast, which is my bread mm -hmm. and butter. I'm just going to try this triad system. Mm -hmm. And when I was finished, I was like, I to this day still think that's the best miniature I've ever painted. And I was like, these paints are awesome. <laughs> like yeah. they, they really good coverage. They flow really well. And then the triad system, I think, works really well. Sometimes you hold yeah. your are up, you're like, is that right? And then you use it and you're like, yeah, that was right. It's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's good as well for, be like for beginners and stuff like that who maybe not sure what they should use as that kind of step up system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. And I, I've adapted it for various different things sometimes i'll if i'm looking for a slightly quicker scheme i'll just do the the base cut the the, the shade color yeah. um and then i'll leave the mid-tone out and then do a wash instead and then do a highlight and it's yeah. like a little bit of a quicker way of doing it but it can be modified but yeah just i just enjoy the paint so i use them um yeah, cool but yeah that's it i i need to ask this question because we've done a few interviews this this year and mm -hmm. i've never asked anybody and then on like the wednesday when I'm editing the video, I'm like, why are I not asking? So what I want to know is paintbrush, paint, in your case, knife, mm -hmm. clippers, hobby products you cannot live without and sponsored or not, I don't care if you get paid for telling me, what should I buy if I want more? Like, what, um, what is it that's, that's driving you? I, I know, you know, obviously I talk to Andy a lot. He loves Artist Opus as yeah. dry brushes. Like, he mm -hmm. loves them. We've talked about that extensively, blah, blah, blah. But what, like overall, like hobby products, what's your, what do you want? If if I'm walking into a shop tomorrow to buy something new, what should I get? So if you kind of want to do some conversing, then I, one of the things I would always recommend is ditching hobby knives and going for scalpels. Um, because a lot of people are quite daunted by that fact because it's it's like, oh, it's a scalpel. It could, it's designed to cut through skin and everything like that. But um, since using them, I've actually nicked myself far less because they're just incredibly sharp they're really cheap so you can dispose of the the blades really easily um and just like put new ones on there um but yeah it, it's one of those things where it's it's i've used hobby knives i've used like official branded hobby knives for stuff and there's they're never quite sharp they're always a little bit brittle um and then they're usually more expensive to replace the blades so you, you kind of 
keep using one for longer than you should do. And then yeah. you, you cut a little bit too much, put a bit too much pressure on something, you slip, you cut yourself or you ruin your model. Um, so with scalable blades, I just kind of swap them out for each project. So if I'm starting a new project, I'll put a new blade on and it's really sharp and it just works really well. Um, after that, I'd say clippers are a good thing to go for. I've always used the red grass games clippers. A lot of people yeah. say God hand clippers are good as well. Yeah. Um, I've not used them, but I think red grass are coming out with a new clipper. Um, so it'd be interesting to try that out, see what it's like, because I like their old one. So it'll be interesting what this new one's like as well. But yeah, uh, scalpels and clippers always use them always. Um, you're always going to find that going for a little bit of a better product in those areas tends to be better because your, your blade, like your clipper blades aren't going to be blunting as quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you with Artisopus paintbrushes as well. Um, yeah, I basically... Uh I have tried to use the like other dry brushes from other companies. They are like the army painter ones. And it's like, people say they're all the same, just get makeup brushes. And they're just, I'm like, mm -hmm. they're not the same. Like when, once you get your hands on them, you realize that they're, they're shorter, they're tighter. They don't yeah. much, like, and it just, if you use a makeup brush and do the same stip, cause I love the stippling with it. It's more than mm -hmm. the dry brush, but I love that model effect. I get, if you do that with a paint brush, with a makeup brush, it's just going to do this. Yeah. Just yeah. And I think, this. I think some people look at the shape of them and say, oh, well, there's something which is similar to that. So it's just an expensive hobby version of that. I mean, I, um, I'm, I'm friends with Byron, so I kind of, and I don't live too far away from where all the stuff is kind of shipped off from and everything. And they have like an extensive quality control. Yeah. Um, they, they have literally have people looking at every single brush that they met, that they have to check that it's the points are right, that the shape's right, that it's it's curved properly. And if it isn't, it just goes into like like a reject pile kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so the, there is a degree of quality control that you wouldn't get. And obviously I've spoken to Spyron about how they're made and they are very different than makeup brushes. And I can yes. see why people would think that, but they are different. Um, and I think people, if people try them out for themselves, they can see that there is a difference and also learn how to use them. I'm going to plug yeah. the Ossopus channel for that one, but yeah. Um, actually learn how to uh, dry brush properly um, and your results will be night and day compared to yeah. the old methods. When, whenever anyone asks me, I say, go to his channel and look at the the downed ATST and then the standing ATST. Those two mm -hmm. videos for how to use those brushes is just unbelievable. And the, what he does and the layering, he goes back to the gray, to the brown, to the gray, to the, and it all, and you're, I haven't turned, like every time I paint tanks now, instead of like airbrushing the holes these days, I just stipple the holes. Mm -hmm. I get all like three or four paints through and then the, the black and then the chipping and it, it's there's so much depth to the color and I, I'll never go back. I love it so much. Yeah. And it's it's more accessible than airbrushing and you can get similar results to airbrushing as well, but you don't need to yeah. fork out for a really expensive compressor or airbrush or anything like that and all the cleaning that goes into it and maintaining of an airbrush. Um, so when people have said to me like, oh, can I do this with a regular brush? I'm like, yeah, but try dry brushing it and I usually send them somewhere where they can learn how to do it in that way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good alternative to that one. Um, and I think with, with obviously the rise of slap chop last year, yeah. um, dry brushing kind of got brought out again as being something that people can paint with and use. Whereas airbrushing was like the big thing and obviously yeah. contrast painting was a big thing as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a different tool in the toolbox. Um, and it's worth giving it a go and learning how to do it properly. Yeah, for sure. Like, yes, long may it continue. Thank you.